Hi, I'm Terry Naturally. And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner. And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition. And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns. And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, fantastic. So I heard we're talking about inflammation today. Inflammation? I think everybody in the world is dealing with inflammation. I think so. I like the author that wrote a book called The Nation of Inflammation. Right. The world of inflammation. We're all inflamed. We're all hurting. Right. And even if we aren't hurting, it's still inflammation. Right. Yeah. I actually, I was um, in a Zoom call this morning with my, um, a group of people doing nutrition stuff. And I started talking to them about inflammation and how food can cure inflammation. And I don't think people realize what inflammation is, first of all. No, they don't. It's kind of a buzzword. That they don't. But I, this is how I describe it to my patients. I say, okay, remember a time when you've had strep throat or a cut that got infected or something that was like hot, red, throbbing, aching. Painful. Painful. That is classic inflammation, right? So that's what inflammation is. But that's acute inflammation. And we need it. Right. So you need it. So like if you have a cancer cell or you have an infection, we need our body to create an inflammatory state to take care of that problem. Right. But chronic inflammation is what you're, we're talking about. Right. But actually the acute, it, you have to have inflammation in order to heal it. Right. It's a healing process. Exactly. So here's what I tell people too. Why do we have chronic inflammation then? Because we are trying to heal all the time. Exactly. Because we're always sick all the right, time. Exactly, right. And you know, not only does food heal inflammation, but it causes inflammation. Exactly. The right food heals the bad food, like sugar, carbohydrates, vegetable oils, Bad the omega-6 fatty acids yep. Yep. that produces arachidonic acid, right. which is an inflammatory compound, right. causes inflammation. So I always, you know, people take ibuprofen, they take some kind of an anti-inflammatory, mm -hmm. um, even natural, like curcumin or boswellia, but they're still eating bad. Right. <laughs> so how do you, how, when do you, when do you catch up? You know, you never do catch up because right. if you eat all these foods that are causing inflammation, and then you take a pill, whether it's synthetic or natural, right. to deal with the inflammation. It's just a cycle. You never know which is going to be the, the best choices. Right, right. So I think you have to change your diet. And even that might be just enough. Right. And I would, the other thing with inflammation too is I think people don't realize like emotional inflammation. You know, like emotions and traumas and toxic stress, thoughts stress. and stress. Those can cause inflammation as well. Oh, absolutely. So it's not. That's why it's like it's always like a mind, body, spirit thing. It's not just what you eat. It's not just. It's it's a it's a whole picture. It's a whole thing. But most people think that has to have pain, and right. it doesn't necessarily have pain because cardiovascular disease Correct. you don't feel it. Right. Uh, obesity. Right. You don't feel it. Yep. Hormone troubles. Hormone troubles. Type two diabetes. Right. All these conditions. Depression. All, in fact, ninety-eight percent of all disease. It's caused by inflammation. It is. And I think um, one thing that always fascinates me is, you know, you have to just kind of sit back and think about it. And most people don't realize they're in a state of inflammation because they're so used to feeling the way they feel. Right. They're so used to having that ache or that inflamed part of their body or that fatigue or brain fog or whatever. They have these symptoms that are just there every day and they just think that that's how you're supposed to feel when you live. Um, but they don't realize it's just their body's in an inflamed state. And then they take the pills to lower it and it's just this vicious cycle. So 
um, it's always really powerful. I think when people actually do a cleanse or they do really healthy eating for five to 10 days, and then they can see what a body feels like when it's in an anti and a not inflamed state. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So it was really powerful for me. I mean, I had that happen to me, um, when I, this was in my thirties. So it was after I had finished my integrative medicine fellowship and I finally decided to do my own cleanse. And it wasn't even a hardcore cleanse. It was literally just eating anti-inflammatory foods for 10 days. So a clean I cut diet. Out, clean diet. So I cut out the sugar. I cut out processed foods. I cut out dyes and chemicals, gluten, um, dairy, and things like that. And after that period of time, I mean, I went, I went down a pant size. And it wasn't that I was like losing weight. It was just the, the inflammation, the water weight. Right. Um, my, my sleep was like pristine. I was dreaming nicely. My mood was nice. Um, energy was good. The aches and pains went away. And I consistently see that with my patients when they do the same kind of thing. Right. So it's just an amazing experience. And I know in the past you have dealt with depression, yep. which is another uh, inflammatory process. It is. Yep. So exactly. Even our mental and physical, all of our mental and physical processes are either an anti-inflammatory or an inflamed process. Right, right. And so now as, when I experience a symptom, I always can sit, look back and see where the inflammation is coming from. So right. I no longer say, oh, it's just the way I am. I have a genetic problem or I have a disease. It's, oh, I'm inflamed. I know I can probably reverse this. And that's not the case for every disease, obviously, but for most of them, like you said, it is. Right. When I do my radio show, I tell my listeners that, oh, yes, curcumin is a natural medicine that yep. works. Better as an anti-inflammatory than most drugs. Right. Boswellia does the same thing. Right. But why don't we start with diet first? Right. You know, change the diet. Don't take a chance on eating an inflamed diet or a highly inflammation diet. Get rid of the carbohydrates and the sugar. Mm -hmm. At least reduce them drastically. I, I like the ketogenic diet for most people that are really, really hurting. Right. That are really, really sick, mm -hmm. that may have cancer. Uh, they may want to kind of uh, lessen the amount of carbohydrates. Uh, usually if you get it down to 20 to 40 grams a day, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. All of these conditions will go away in a couple of months, even without any kind of medication. Yep. Uh, and then you can kind of um, be a little bit more lenient. Uh, I started off with a ketogenic diet. I was really strict. 20 right. to 40 grams of carbohydrates a day. And you've that for a, how long? A couple About years? four or five years, but oh, you know, you, you, shed, you shed so much weight. <laughs> It just naturally. Right, you don't right. have to try to lose weight if you are overweight. Just get on the ketogenic diet. Right. It'll automatically help you lose weight. Right. You don't have to count uh, calories or portions. Just be uh, uh, just focus on don't eating the, the carbohydrates. Right. The, the grams of sugar, the grams of carbohydrates, the bread, the crackers, the cookies, the desserts, uh, pasta. Leave all those alone. All the grains and the flours that are made from grains. Mm -hmm. Um, and just eat a healthy animal protein diet, mm -hmm. with lots of fats, and very, very low carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And in a few months, you're going to be, you'll feel like a miracle. I had a patient recently who, um, she was insulin dependent diabetic since childhood. And she was in her 30s and was starting to lose her sight and lose feeling in her feet. So the bad neuropathy, bad neuropathy yep. the bad effects of diabetes. Yep. And um, she started a ketogenic diet, and within a couple months, her eyes had gone back to normal. Oh, wow, nice. She lost, she got all of her sensation back in her hands and feet. Oh, yeah. She would go to her doctors, and they'd say, you know, you don't need your glasses anymore, and we don't need to worry about this anymore. Oh, my and gosh, what a story. She still has diabetes because her pancreas doesn't work, but she's maintaining a really, really healthy state just by the, using the ketogenic diet. And I hear that from everybody. When I go out and do a lecture and I talk about the ketogenic diet, I have people come in, come up after, and they have been in the audience and they say, you know what, 
I did that. I used to take medication. I used to take diabetic medication for mm -hmm. type 2. Uh, I took arthritis medication. And they're all off the medication. Right. Uh, I don't think people realize how powerful. I think I would say food is a drug. I would say so, too. Food, and and food drug. is fuel. <laughs> and food is medicine. And I don't think, you know, I think ketogenic diet is great. I totally agree with you. But I think there's also some people who benefit from having some more of the grains and the oh, carbohydrates. Yeah. It just depends on your sex and your level of activity and right. whether you are inflamed or not. And some people who are not in a very highly inflamed state can get away with doing some more of the grains and the carbohydrates. Well, I didn't do, I didn't do the grains because I don't think grains are good, right. my, my perspective. Right. But I did increase a lot of vegetables mm -hmm. and fruits. Mm -hmm. um, and I really do things like I do bananas now. I do some berries, uh, apples or something. I change it up, but I don't, uh, I don't go crazy with it, right? Um, but I raised my level of carbohydrates from 20 to 40 grams okay. to about 175 to 100. And you noticed a nice improvement with that, didn't oh, you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, more energy level, uh, I put on a little bit of weight. Um, it, people see me now, oh, hey, you put on a lot of weight. Well, I didn't put on a lot of weight, <laughs> but I put on some weight, right. and, but then it's noticeable. Right. And it just rounds you out a little bit right, better. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. I think, um, the, it, it's just really important for people to understand, like, ask yourself if you're inflamed or not. And if you have any of those negative feelings or pains or aches or digestive issues, you probably have a level of inflammation. Well, let's say they all do. Right, right. <laughs> and then, okay, so I know you mentioned um, curcumin as a nice anti-inflammatory agent to use, uh, opposed to the ibuprofen and the Tylenol oh, and things like that. curcumin. What are your other favorite herbs, botanical products? Supplements for inflammation. Like that, for well, there, there's, it's a combination of three things that I think yep. work extremely well. Curcumin, mm -hmm. which works on the COX-2 enzyme, mm -hmm. um, a pathway that initiates pain if it's overexpressed. And then the 5 lux pathway or the 5 lux enzyme, uh, curcumin works on the COX-2. Boswellia works on the 5 lux mm -hmm. pathway. And there really is no drug today available that works on the 5 lux enzyme or the pathway. Those two to combined with black sesame seed oil, mm -hmm. which becomes an emulsifier, which increases the absorption of those two herbs, phenomenal relief of acute and chronic pain. Okay. And then fish oil, wouldn't you say, is... Fish oil does have some anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, all, all, there's a lot of foods that are anti-inflammatory. Right, right. Um, but then there's a lot of foods that cause a lot of inflammation. Right. Um, there are some things that people eat like some people eat a lot of cherries during the cherry season. They're actually cause inflammation. Do you think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. They're one of the highest for inflammation. And I, I mean, once in a while I get hungry for them, I'll eat a handful, I can tell the difference right away. Yeah, and I think that's important too, is people realizing that every body is different too. So yes. one food for one person might be fine. Oh, absolutely. For another person, it might actually trigger inflammation. Right. Well, there's some research on that based on blood types. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's enough science that I believe right. on the blood type. Right. But it seems sometimes it works for people too. Right. So I think it's there's no perfect diet for every person. It's really just learning to become intuitive. But always, if you look at like the blood type diets or you look at some of these fad diets, if you actually look at them, the reason they all work is because they all support whole anti-inflammatory foods free of bad, ugly fats, sugars. Right chemicals, toxins, cleaning like up the that. diet. So it's just cleaning up the diet. So you always have to just start with just the basics, clean anti-inflammatory foods, and then you can kind of tweak it based on your individual individuality after that. You know, we have to look back seven or eight decades when we were told fats were bad for right. us. So generally everybody just avoided all fats totally. 
Totally, and right. we need good fat. They're yeah. essential fatty acids. Yep. Essential means you need them. We need them every day. Right. So what was left after that was carbohydrates. So everybody jumped on the bandwagon of carbohydrates. Right. All the food manufacturers, everyone, but then they all refine them and process them. So they're not they're no, no nutritional value. Now you look at the country compared to like in the '60s and the '70s. If you look at pictures of people in the '60s and right. '70s on a beach, right. they're all slim, they're all slender, they're all in good shape. Right. Today. Almost 45% of, of the entire country is obese, all the adults. Well, and it's interesting, too, because now people work out a lot more, too. You know, so now we had the whole fitness surge. There's gyms, runners, like weight training. People work out a lot, but it hasn't changed. Well, small percentage of people. Right. But, I mean, I just feel like it, there's a bigger push for that, but it hasn't affected the overall trend for obesity and, and rising um, obesity. 42% uh, of, of white Americans are obese. Uh, Forty-four percent of Hispanic are obese, right? And forty-eight percent of the Black community are obese, right? Yeah. What does that say about our country? And eighteen percent of children are obese. It says that big food controls carbs, carbs controls carboholics. Our, our country. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's you know, one of the things I love. There's a couple people I follow in the nutrition world. Um, one of the things I love when they talk about is like it's not our fault. We are literally like if you look at every billboard, every ad. You know, even if you're on social media, the ads that pop up, a lot of it is around these unhealthy foods. And they have teams of scientists who try to create the flavor that's the most addicting so that you buy their product so that the company makes money. I mean, it's all it's all money driven. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and at the end of the day, it's more important that these companies have a nice stock price and make money than they save the world and help with the overall nutrition of our world. Manufacturing so, food is for profit, not for nutrition. Exactly, so it's like, you're, it's just, we're constantly up against uh, a mountain of trying to eat healthy and it's it's not gonna go away. So it's just, first of all, educating yourself, being aware of it, and then learning to like, over and over and over again, making the, the choice that's gonna support in not having inflammation in your body. You know, you and I, and everyone else out there, are responsible for our health. Right. The doctor no is not is responsible. It, right? The drug companies are not responsible. No. In fact, the drug companies like sick people because right. that's their best customer. Exactly. So, you know, we have an uphill battle. So we have to take responsibility to improve our health. We can change our health if we make the right choices. We can. And I think it becomes addicting. You know, once you eat healthy and you keep up with it, it's an addiction, and a healthy addiction because you feel good and you keep up with it and then you maybe go off track and you don't feel good. And then you're like, oh, I know, I know why. Right. I'm going to go back to that other way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we could, we could have used, or we could have probably over several decades abused our body to such an extent that we feel it. Right. We're not the same. We're foggy. We can't think well. We have aches and pains. But if you go on the right diet and you get rid of all the junk food and the processed and refined and, yep. and prepared foods in months, you can Our body it. is very forgiving. Very forgiving. And we can come back in a matter of months and feel good again. Right. I always like to think of the liver. The liver is an organ that once it's in cirrhosis, it's donezo, right? right. You can't re reverse cirrhosis. But when it's just fatty or getting inflamed over years, I mean, we're seeing this in our kids now. Right. It can take years and years and years of being in that state before it becomes a cirrhotic liver. And you can reverse the fatty liver. Yes, so absolutely. And their whole body is the same way. So it doesn't matter how sick it is. I mean, obviously you can't like rebuild cartilage in your knees and you can't take care of some things when they've been ruined. But a lot of that inflammation can be reversed. And it's 
not as hard as we all think it is. Right. So, and some people, you know, the liver is probably about four or five pounds. Right. Natural, uh, healthy liver. Right. And some people walking around with a 20, 25 pound liver. Right. That's a lot of fat it in is. the liver. It is. Doesn't work anymore. Right. Yeah. So, so I would say, like, I, I always just hammer it in, you know, just ask yourself how you feel and ask yourself if you want to feel a different way. And if you want to feel a different way, start with your diet, start with right. food. Right. Right. And most people, when they get into the retirement age, when they should be playing with their grandkids, going on tours, traveling, doing the things that they always dreamed of doing, right. and now they can't mm -hmm. because they have pain, they have inflammation, they don't feel well. You know, it just ruins their life. Yep. And if they realize that it's just a few things that change their diet and some better lifestyle choices, they, in a few months, they could be back doing all the things they ever wanted to do. I have a couple who sees me, and um, they're both at that stage of life, the retirement stage, yep. kids, grandkids. They all live close to each other, and they came to me because they want to enjoy their family. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they've lost a cumulative of 100 pounds. Oh, my gosh. That's just with their diet. Just great. And not, I'm not even helping that much. I mean, I gave them some guidelines. They did it all themselves. Wow. But they've reversed disease. They've gotten off drugs. They've reduced oh. pain. They're mobile, flexible. They're playing with their family. It's yeah. incredible. It's yeah. like the best thing ever. You know, but if everybody did that, it would destroy the economy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really, truly. Right, right. Yeah. But everybody could do that everybody if they wanted to. It. Mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of discipline. And if they get a good diet, the ketogenic diet, the paleo diet, mm -hmm. the low-carb diet, right. and pick out one of the really good whole food diets right. with all the good stuff, the clean stuff, Get rid of the packaged foods, the prepared processed foods. Yep, it's not, it's a no-brainer. And I think, I mean, you're you're pretty rigid about your diet, from what I know of you. Yeah, um, yeah, I so, am. which I'm I really Marine, respect. You know. But I always, I'm a little bit more on the other side with people where I'm like, you know, you can still maybe go off track a little bit every once in a while, oh, yeah. and and still enjoy the benefits of a really healthy diet. You know, so I'm probably more in that camp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't. You lose a taste for those things. You though. do, right? I don't like. I don't drink soda anymore. I don't even have. I haven't had. I haven't had a Coke or a Pepsi no. or a soft drink in probably sixty years. Right, right. But even for a dessert, you know, sometimes I'm traveling with friends are eating desserts. Terry, why don't you have a dessert? Taste this, taste this. Yeah. Why? I, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Right. So. A good cheese curd every once in a while. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a cheese, it would be creme brulee. <laughs> exactly right. So I think people have to realize, like, it doesn't mean you have to be rigid and military and strict. You can still have some enjoyment in some of those things that you really love, or the traditions, like the family traditions, the holiday meals, things right. like that. You don't have to be perfect. In fact, I think we should talk about holiday meals in one of our next podcasts. For sure. Yeah, I yeah, that's absolutely. A great, idea. great idea. Because I think what you do ninety percent of the time is is going to really help you make some changes. I agree. Yep. Excellent. Great. So great what a great day to, to talk with you. Sounds excellent. I can't wait to talk again. I hope everybody understands that information is a choice. 100%. Yes. Good. Good All to right. see you again. See you soon. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>